0: Greetings everybody, how's it going? You have found it. It is the loftest party. It is a podcast, I understand. That's what we're calling it now, kids. So no one's confused. We have got a great show. We've got uh giggling from the freedom trailer. <laughs> Look, The freedom somewhere. trailer?
1: What happened to Liberty Lair?
0: No, we, Where did we it said go? this Liberty Lair's gone bye-bye. You need uh, a I new one. You need a new one.
1: The Freedom Trailer what? ain't it. <laughs>
0: It's uh we got Stacy Lennox over there from uh, the Liberty Lair slash uh, Freedom Bunker slash uh, I don't know what else we could call it, and we got uh, we got Andrew Apple over there in Los Angeles way. How's it going?
2: It is going wonderful, Michael. Pleasure to be here with you today.
0: It's always wonderful. Hey, I, I tell you what, uh, I'm located in Long Island now, and uh, some bastard switched our weather straight up to fall, and it sucks. It is not fun. I am not digging the weather here at all. So tell yes. me about sun. Oh, oh, Lord. It's horrible, Stacey. See,
1: because, it's horrible. Because for the last four months, it's been like 110% humidity and absolutely oppressive here. And it went down to 55 at night on Friday and the humidity left and there's a breeze and I love it. <laughs>
0: Yay, hooray. It's yes. just gray and cold and rainy and drizzly. It's nasty. It is nasty. What's going on in L.A.?
2: Well, actually, uh, what I just found out uh, yesterday in Los Angeles was the first day of apple picking season. So there were a whole bunch of people who actually left Los Angeles and drove towards Palm Springs so that they could see the leaves change and pick some apples.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I wonder if it's Honeycrisp season. It is, actually. It is? Oh, sh! everybody. Okay, (laughs) if you can hear my voice, go now. Go now. Well, actually, wait till the show's over. And go out and get some Honeycrisp apples. It is the best apple. Get these things before science jacks them up. Oh. The, no, seriously, red delicious apple that used to be a great apple. It used to be the best apple ever. And then what they did is they like genetically modified them or they bred the plants to give you a really, really, really red, um, beautiful skin on the apple. But they messed up the flavor of it so that you have these beautiful looking apples that just, just taste like nothing. It's just like apple flavored meal. So the Honeycrisp apple, I don't know who invented it or where it comes from, but it is just every bite is just the – it's the best apple I've ever had, hands flipping down.
1: We go up to Ella J, get us some Honeycrisp apples, put them right in the fridge, and you crunch on them ice cold. They are the best.
0: Oh, damn, that's Mm -hmm. a good – I had never heard of them. I was working on this show on NBC called Outsourced, and – um. I'm trying to remember this girl's name. She was from Canada, and she was one of the writers on the show. And she came in with this apple, and I'm like, oh, what kind of apple's that? And she's like, Honeycrisp. I thought she was joking. And she goes, it's the best apple you've ever had, right? Now, that's a tall order. That's a <laughs> tall order when somebody goes, this is going to be the best, you know, fill in the blank you've ever had. Because immediately, like, as an American, you're like, don't tell me about a good apple. But she, like, backed it up. She doubled down on that She's like, this is the best apple you will ever have. She gave me one, I took a bite, and my God, she was right.
1: You know, another close competitor, if you've never had one, is a pink lady. Pink lady? Oh, yeah. Pink lady. Yep. I'm writing it down. Yep. No, the, uh, the, the Georgia is generally known for peaches. However, South Carolina actually grows more peaches than Georgia does. What Georgia does really, really well in its northern parts is apple growing, and we have tons of apple orchards up there. Wow, cool. Yep. I will try a pink lady apple.
2: And if you're Again. looking for one more, I'm a big fan of the Fuji apple.
0: The Fuji apple? Yes. Is that some Japanese thing
2: trying to show us you're cultured? <laughs> no, it's just a perfectly <laughs> delicious apple, Michael. If mm-hmm. I, I, I'll tell you this. If I want something Japanese, it's going to be called chichibu, and it's going to be a brown liquid whiskey. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm all about the Yamazaki, the chichibu, hibiki. Japan makes a really good whiskey.
1: I saw the worst idea ever this week. What's that? The worst. Well, the other thing I like about fall is apple cider and cider donuts.
2: Oh, uh, you're speaking my language.
1: Mm-hmm. Those warm cakey ones rolled in sugar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple cider is wonderful. Somebody suggested taking caramel flavored vodka and mixing it with apple cider. I think the idea of apple cider and alcohol together is just the worst thing I've ever heard.
0: Clearly. you never had hard cider?
1: Well, hard cider is different. That's more like apple juicy. But I mean, when you're thinking of like actual apple cider, like from the jug, from the orchard and how it's like got stuff in it, almost like pulp, like orange juice and then yeah. pouring liquor in that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Stacy, I, I got to tell you, you're, you're missing out. If you, you pour a good Kentucky bourbon, just like a shot into a full glass of apple cider changes your world.
1: Wow. I may have to try that. Do you I guys try to remember from the brown liquor? But. Do you
0: guys remember that Saturday Night Live skit where the two girls had the radio show on PBS? Delicious. And they were did. St- Yeah. That's what we've become. <laughs> <laughs> like I just got super depressed.
1: Super depressed? You got two yeah, great we're new like- apples. <laughs>
2: Well, Michael, we can always bring out our NPR voices just to make sure our <laughs> listeners feel seen. Oh,
0: yeah. Let's have people go into a fucking coma. No, I'm not doing anything remotely similar to NPR. No. God bless America. What happened in the news? We might as well talk about the uh, 900-pound gorilla mutant elephant in the room, uh, which was the debate, which, thank God, I missed.
1: I missed it, too. So wait, Uh, wait, I'm
2: the only one here who watched it.
1: I watched it after the fact.
2: Okay,
0: I watched. Yeah, I I didn't watch it live. I saw the highlights first mm -hmm. and by the tweets and by the tweets, you would have thought that like Hillary Clinton was dancing on his unconscious body.
1: (laughs) You know, at best, after watching it, I would kind of call it a draw. I mean, you didn't learn anything new. It kind of went the way you thought it was going to go. And actually, the most entertaining thing about the debate in my mind (laughs) was the Saturday Night Live skit. So I did watch that.
0: Mm -hmm. I saw that. Um, Yeah, good for Alec Baldwin. I always feel bad when they bring back, like, he wasn't ever a cast member. Like, they can't give that job to someone who's on the cast of Saturday Night Live. Like, why do they have a celebrity come in and do it? That's like when when Tina Fey came back to do Sarah Palin. You're like, wait a minute. Shouldn't that be someone in the cast? Shouldn't be that be their job?
2: Well, Michael, I mean, as you know, TV always comes down to ratings. And last night actually saw the biggest premiere ratings that SNL has ever seen, according to TV line.
1: But they did have a cast member playing Trump during the primaries. I just can't remember his name. Well,
2: Yeah, that was Taron Killam, but they just fired him.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, that. Right and I can't believe – why did they fire that guy? He was great. <laughs> well, especially before the election was over. <laughs> Lauren Michaels no. actually
2: came out about – and his. he said, uh, you know, the lifeblood of the show has changed, and it just he just thought it was time for him to move on. Same thing with Jay Farrow. And the guy is fine. He has a new pilot over at Showtime.
0: Oh, Taron Killam does? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well that's good. Good for him. What about Jay Farrow? He
2: he also has a pilot over at Showtime that's being executive produced by Jamie Foxx.
0: Oh, well.
2: Good knowing you kid.
0: See you around. <laughs> that's just that who knows? Maybe they'll shock the world, but uh I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. I, I thought it was uh pretty funny, but in terms of the actual like debate, um I find like the post-debate conspiracy theories, much more entertaining than the actual debate.
1: I loved the meme. <laughs> the- what meme? The
2: the shimmy? Are we talking about the shimmy? No,
1: no, no, no. This was better. Hillary Clinton was bending over. I think she was shaking someone's hand in the audience. And there was the big conspiracy theory that she was wearing a um, some kind of audio device where they were feeding her answers into her ear. And somebody pointed to what was actually the closure to her bra and said, Look at the wire. Look at the wire. (laughs) And I said, No, the wires are on the front. That's three hooks. Relax. It's all okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. So here's what I want to talk about I want to talk about the mysterious light that went off on her podium. Did you see that? No, No, actually. I saw that
1: after the fact. I saw it pointed out, but I didn't catch it during the debate.
0: Yeah. And then I'm not even kidding. Like normally I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but there is this crazy light that Donald, Donald Trump doesn't have on his podium. She has this light that like just mysteriously goes out. And then she's doing some weird thing with her hand where it, it does look like she's scrolling. Like she's, it looks like she's using her finger to scroll through a mouse. And then the most compelling I've seen. Uh, the, the, like the way she scratches her nose and, and rubs her chin, it's almost like she's doing signals, like a baseball player throwing signals. I'm not even kidding. And like before all of her zingers, she did this weird thing where she scratched her nose. She like, maybe it's like a, like a poker player's tell where like she thinks, Oh, I'm going to get them here. I'm going to get him here. I am going to get him here i do not know if she does the move before she does the zinger, but it looks, it's really weird. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think the light one came out after I'd already seen, um, the, what do you call it? You know, the thing you see on James Bond where it's the contact lens that feeds like written material to you through a, through some kind of viewer. I'd already seen people tweeting that. So I didn't even pay any attention to the light. Now I got to go back and look.
0: I haven't seen the contact lens one.
1: Oh, that was, that was the day after the
0: debate. Oh, and then there's yeah. the mysterious there's the mysterious man that she met with, like before the debate and the mysterious man that like collected her stuff after the debate. It's like super delicious. It's
1: really. Like, really?
0: Oh, yeah. If you're looking that for wasn't a wasn't just Sidney
1: Blumenthal.
2: <laughs> I no, don't know. S- Sidney Blumenthal was <laughs> responsible for negotiating the podium sizes. They actually gave Hillary a taller podium, a bigger podium so that she would appear to be the same height as Donald Trump.
1: Well nobody would expect that.
2: That's what they got. That that's what <laughs> that's they wanted. Bizarre. That's what that's they were concerned bizarre. about.
1: The thing that kills me kills me and always kills me is of course our favorite group, the feminists, who we don't know what they want, um, freaking out the next day because Donald Trump interrupted during Hillary's speaking time. Are you kidding me? Hillary Clinton was secretary of state. She dealt with nothing but male counterparts. She went into some of the most anti-women countries in the world where some world leaders wouldn't even meet with her. Do you honestly think she went through a whole lot of meetings where she was never interrupted? Like, why would you expect just because she's a woman... That Donald Trump is going to be anything but what Donald Trump has always been, and he did that to unnerve his opponents in the primary. He was going to do it in this debate to unnerve his opponent. And feminists just going, oh, that's so misogynistic. Oh, my gosh, he interrupted her. I don't get the misogyny in that. That's just what he does. And yeah. she should be used to it.
0: Yeah, people were just like outraged by that, and you know what I found? The other thing that I found like very telling and filed this under conspiracy theories is like I was in the uh I was working, I was in the writers' room, but I would look at the hashtag like debate night, whatever, and you would mm-hmm. just scroll through all the tw- all uh, through all the tweets, and mm-hmm. there literally, I literally could not find one pro Trump tweet, not one. It was just like hundreds and hundreds of like she's crushing him she's stomping him she's mopping the floor with him like it, it, it i'm like oh my god this has to have been a train wreck just an absolute train wreck and then i watched it i'm like nah well he's not a you know he hasn't done this before and if you've get, if you're gonna muff a debate muff the first one i, I think uh <laughs> if history shows us anything muff yeah. that first one
1: well, because the popular opinion was Mitt Romney owned the first one in 2008 or 12. Excuse me.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so
0: anyway, it wasn't the fireworks I was hoping for. But it's hard to know what, you know, you kind of want Trump just to go all like there's part of me that just wants to, him to go like super just Street Fighter on it. Just like just hardcore, you know, shut up, whore or something <laughs> like that.
2: You know, we we did actually get a little bit of that this weekend because after the New York Times article came out about his taxes, he did go on the offensive and just started railing on her, calling her completely incompetent.
0: Yeah, and then like he did the three a.m. tweets, and everybody was all bent out of shape about that. But at least he's awake, like uh, doing stuff. I didn't find the tr- the three a like I like it's sometimes it scares me like. What is my problem when, like, everybody's outraged by that, and I'm not outraged at all? Like, I don't see the issue. I really don't see the issue. Like, oh, no, Donald Trump tweeted about this thing at 3 a.m., and people are like, he's he's come unhinged. He's lost his mind, and I'm like, what's the fucking problem? Well, Michael,
2: this is, you know, and and this isn't meant to be funny. I think it's just kind of telling because Donald Trump – and you haven't made any – denial of this he, he's your guy in this you're you're gonna be voting for him. you you see him as the better alternative to Hillary Clinton. and when someone oh big
0: time absolutely. I, I wish I could vote twice, but I'm not a Democrat. <laughs> but um, boom
2: <laughs> but when someone becomes someone's candidate, they can overlook anything that the other side sees. you could put a gun to my head right now and I don't think that there's anything I could say that would convince you to vote for Hillary Clinton and and no, and and that's fine. But it's just also a recognition of whenever you say, well, like, how how are people supporting Hillary when she does this? Well, it's the same way that, you know, when someone complains about Donald Trump and you just don't see it, they just don't see it either on their side.
1: Well, I mean, I can I can honestly say this. You know, I'm probably deciding ultimately, you know, here shortly. I don't have a problem that the man's tweeting at 3, 3 a.m., What I have a problem, or it's not even a problem. The only thing I question is why are you tweeting about Miss Universe from 1995? I don't care. (laughs) I I don't even understand how this woman became an issue.
0: Well, because Hillary threw it out there at the last second. That was one of the the great jokes they did on SNL on the debate. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. But like, here's the thing, and here's why. I here's why he was tweeting at three o'clock in the morning is because he was right. And it's so hard to let stuff go. Like I went back and saw like a press conference that he did with this girl, like in 1991 or something, when I think the Miss Universe they wanted to fire her, and he had a press conference and he defended her, and he's like, "Why are why are you people like casting cast, uh, casting dispersions about her weight?" weight shouldn't be an issue. She's a beautiful young lady. I'm sure a lot of you reporters battle with weight. Who who can't lose? If I mean, like he did so much to defend her and then just have her used as this, like this political uh, fulcrum against him. That's got to be that's got to be infuriating.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I think for me, it's just so much about you know, what's relevant and what's not. I don't know that what happened with Miss Universe in 1991 really speaks to ultimately his character or anyone else's character. You know, when you start talking about some of the things that Hillary Clinton was doing in 1991, um, that's completely different. Uh, you know, but, you know, in terms of, of being in public life and, and, and having some control. But I mean, I just, I looked at this and I just started saying, I don't care about Miss Universe in 1991. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Can we start living in the now? What are these people going to do for us? They work for us. If they're elected,
0: <laughs> tell well, us what you're going to do. <laughs> that, that's that's the other big, like, it the, the big frustration in it all. And it's just, it's not even a head scratcher. It's a It's a baseball bat to a car window-er. Mm-hmm. Uh, this like like Megan Kelly the other night like I came home it's super late they're rerunning Megan Kelly's broadcast and she's like Donald Trump wants you to watch a porn why should why is he why is he doing this why is he doing this why is he sa-? and it's just like well like you're giving it so much energy mm-hmm. so much energy and then you have the balls to go well this uh, this is what this is what I guess is going to happen I'm I'm a bu-. it's like it's happening because you're making it happen. Well, you because- know, and like, and now, like, as we're having this conversation, I feel like I'm part of the problem again. Like, I'm like, why? Yeah. Who seriously? It's a great, like, I don't give a about like Miss Universe 91. I don't mm-hmm. give, uh, like, if, and if she did a porn, good for her. I hope she made some money. I think she just banged some guy on a reality show in South America. Uh,
1: but TV but it's is like, different down there.
0: Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> what else? Oh. I wanted to talk, shame on the media, but, like, that Cascade Mall deal. That guy was a a jihadi dude.
1: Yeah, he was from Turkey, and we just all went, shh, shh, quiet.
0: Yeah, and, like, nobody's talking about it. Like, yeah. everybody's like, shh, don't talk about it. it. It's bad for business.
1: Well, yeah. That's because- horrifying.
0: That's horrifying.
1: Because it happened in Orlando, and they're still paying the price for not being able to find the guy's wife and everything else. They don't want us to find out about this kid's family, anything else. But the, the beautiful thing that you found out about I don't know if you saw this because I think it was earlier this week. Um, not only – he's a resident in the U.S. He's not a citizen, and he's voted in the last two elections.
0: Yay.
1: <laughs> Giving us more confidence, more confidence in the process as we go along here. Some kid in Virginia – some young Democrat in Virginia was got in trouble for trying to register a dead person yesterday. Um yeah. just screams the need for voter ID. Big fan of the voter ID. We're about the only industrialized and in modern nation that doesn't do it.
0: Well, I tell you what, I'm I'm am i I'm a fan of uh I'm a fan of voter ID and I'm a fan of paper ballots. I don't I don't trust the uh touch screen, we're gonna register this in the great big uh computer of all knowing knowledge. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: You know what kill the yeah. paper ballot, don't you?
0: Please don't say hanging chads. That's Please, what it was. I will give you. That's what uh... it was. I
1: did not say it. You did.
0: But you, you didn't have to because we all knew where you were going.
1: I know. It's
0: all I, I, listen,
1: place in Florida. Florida is a problem.
0: Well, Florida is the epicenter of all things wackadoodle, but. Having to punch out a little hole. I'm talking about get one of those little pens like they use in bingo and making a mark by someone's name. Why can we not do that? You don't have to punch out a little piece of paper and all that other junk.
1: You know what would be really cool about that too?
0: Please it tell would like,
1: me. It would, delay, it would delay the process so then the media could draw it out over several days.
0: As absolutely were
1: counted and verified, and we wouldn't really know. So, like, the election happened on November 8th. We might not know who was president until, like, November 15th.
0: Yeah. What's going right in the world? What has you happy?
1: What has you happy?
0: Oh, well, Luke Cage has me happy, Michael. Luke Cage is a Marvel comic book adapted for the screen uh, for Netflix.
2: Correct. And, uh, I, I know you've been crazy busy. Uh, I've been, uh, helping Stacy with, uh, a, at least at the moment, it's a, a secret Loftus party related project that's had me in front of the computer for many, many hours. So, uh, I've had, uh, some background noise in Luke Cage and it is incredible.
0: Okay. Tell me this. What's the origin story?
2: The origin story of Luke Cage is that he was a cop who was framed, uh, and sent to jail and got okay. beat up so badly that the doctor put him through an experimental trial that was supposed to heal him faster, but instead it made him bulletproof. Oh. So now he has become uh, the hero of Harlem, where he's fighting organized crime.
0: Aha! huh Drove through Harlem today. Drove through Harlem today. How was it? I tell you what, you feel like a racist... It's horrible. It was fine. It was fine. Nothing happened. Right? But like, you, get, I got off on the wrong exit. I got I off on the wrong exit. And, I, and I'm and i like, I'm in Harlem. I am in Harlem. And then I'm like, in my, I'm having this dialogue in my head like, why am I afraid? I, sh- I shouldn't be afraid. This is America. And I'm like, yeah. And then like, okay, but this is Harlem. And it was pretty dicey. Like, there was... But it was like... <laughs> I needed Luke Cage. Nothing happened. I was fine. It seems like a wonderful neighborhood. Uh, and it didn't seem, I was, I was, here's what I was hoping, not hoping, but here's what I was expecting. I was expecting like the super ghetto, right? Like I've, (laughs) I've been in some bad neighborhoods in Los Angeles where I'm like, oh my Lord, I have to get out of here. This is like super ghetto, but Harlem was not super ghetto. So I guess, I guess ultimately I I felt a little let down.
2: I mean, this is uh, a post Giuliani, New York for you. There's been a lot of crime taken off the streets.
0: Yes, it has. Well, you know what? Here's the deal with Luke Cage. Does, he doesn't have, like, super speed. He can't fly. He can't shoot bullets. or He's just bulletproof.
2: He's just super strong and completely bulletproof. Ah,
0: uh, yeah. So
1: can he be killed by, like, I'll a check knife? It out?
2: Well, uh, i Well, I don't want to spoil you, but uh, oh. that's one of the plot points of the series. How do you kill uh, Luke Cage?
0: I tell you right now, you drown him.
1: Same way you kill Wolverine. <laughs> You are the biggest spoiler, Loftus.
0: What? (laughs) If a guy, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. I shoot him and nothing happens. I'm going to drown him.
1: (laughs) No, I'm sitting here because I'm a girl pondering. "Hmm, I wonder how that'll work out. Michael just pops out with drown him. (laughs) See, this is why, this is, this this is why I'm a
0: conservative, because like, you think to the next thing, right? (laughs) Like, okay, this happens, then that will happen, then what? Seriously. That is, that is why. He's bulletproof, you drowned him. Hey, we're giving away food stamps. Suddenly, people are like, okay, I'm counting on food stamps every month, so I gotta make sure I get, like, you don't, you never wanna have people be in the position where they just have to maintain their welfare status. That's when you run into a problem. It's like, it's the big philosophical, like, what then must, must we do? Did you ever see that movie, uh, The Year of Living Dangerously?
2: I have not. Tell us about it. It was
0: like, it was like Mel Gibson's, uh, first big, like, it, like, he, he used an, uh, an American accent in this film. He made it back in 1982 or 81 with, uh, a very young Sigourney Weaver. It's a beautifully shot movie set in, I think it's set in Cambodia or something or Vietnam. Uh, I read the book. I read the book before I saw the movie. Uh, and there's this very deep philosophical question is if you have if you have like a thousand dollars, what's the best way to, to try to help? Do you give the thousand dollars to one poor person and turn their life around and hopefully they'll do it? Or do you give one dollar to a thousand people or do you do nothing? and just kind of let it like kind of shake out. But that's to me that's the difference between uh Republicans and Democrats. It's the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. I I think it's kind of in human nature to like if you get this free stuff from the government, you're like, "Okay, I'm getting free stuff. I don't want to mess that up." What is the incentive uh to get off the welfare rolls? There is one. There isn't. And if there's no new jobs being created, well, then there's really no incentive to get off them. And there's not enough people working to maintain the welfare state that we are steering into big time. There's not enough rich people to tax. There just isn't enough money out there to sustain this. So I'm a conservative. I'm a libertarian because we have to unleash the power of small businesses To help everybody. It helps everybody. If you want help and small businesses are flourishing, you, you can get a job. My, I, I, I've said, I think I've told this story, uh, before on this very, uh, podcast that I, I went to school with. I dated this girl whose mom worked in the very first limited store. The very first one, which is now a giant, which is now a giant empire. And this girl's mother went on. She was like a floor girl, like, you know, like, hey, can I get you that in a medium? Do you need that in a size smaller? That kind of shit. She went on to run the whole empire for Les Wexner. That's what small businesses can do. No, I in- totally
1: agree. And you look at like conservative governors in, in conservative states that are actually financially doing very well, implementing things like welfare to work. And oh, they're the devil. They're terrible. They don't understand.
2: Well, that's Michael Moore's fault.
1: They do. And then
0: uh oh my gosh there was another uh big one I wanted to talk about before we get but that yeah and that's the whole thing with it it is a propaganda war it's an entertainment war because literally you just have people on TV uh and they're treated with kid gloves this morning uh name dropping and John Fugel saying he was talking about how awesome uh Joy Reed was AM oh. Joy on MSN and I'm like man that chick is just like straight up propaganda and he looked at me like I was from Mars and I'm and I'm like, it's just straight up propaganda. She only has on like these uh these straw villains that she can rip apart. She never has anybody on who can defend themselves. And when she does have somebody on that can defend themselves, she kicks them out pretty dang fast. Uh But like we just need better propaganda, better propaganda. Capitalism helps more people than handouts. And I'll go to all your concerts. I will sit at home and watch the Global Citizen concert. I will watch that and I'll be entertained. And I'll be like, wow, that Chris Martin is good. And damn, that Rihanna can sing. But guess what, Global Citizens? You're, in the end of the day, in the long run, you haven't done You haven't really helped anybody. But you're a Global Citizen. And you got a t-shirt that was made in Indonesia. And you gave someone a handful of rice.
1: When you take the thousand dollars and the question is posed, and you buy seeds and fishing poles and teach people how to fish and how to plant stuff,
0: there you go. What then must we do? All right, so we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get to the uh, the internet thing next week because I need to I need to find out more about it.
1: Yeah, we gave it away.
0: Who did that? Who did that, Stacey? Obama. Why didn't uh, Congress stop him?
1: Uh, Ted Cruz and a couple other folks tried, but we couldn't get on beyond the noise of things like, you know, the debate and such.
0: Yeah. Who, who runs Congress?
1: Uh, the Republicans.
0: Uh, that's just, see, I want to smack them all. You're all fired. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. They're all fired. I want to fire them all.
1: Unfortunately, this had more to do with an executive agency, the, uh, FCC, well, and the Republicans lost or didn't lose the battle. The Senate, the House passed a bill a while back that would have reigned in those federal agencies. And Congress would have been able to review everything they did before it was imposed on the rest of us. And the Senate let it die. How do we get the Internet back? I don't know, but I will research that.
0: Because uh, something has to be done. That is, uh, That is the original uncool. And uh, shame on the Republicans for not doing anything. Shame, shame, shame. You have to be able to do something. We sent you up there for a reason. Protect our best interests, and they sh the bed again. It's why I'm voting for Donald Trump. It's not working. The system that we got going isn't working. They don't have their eye on the ball. They gots to go. They gots to go, and I will encourage people to continually fire them. You know who else I will fire? Who? Donald Trump. <laughs> if he gets in there and goes completely 100% jackhole, like everybody evidently wants him to, including people on the right talking to you, Bill Crystal, we will completely fire him. How about that?
1: No, I, and I think Michael, that's what makes people that that's what makes people like you and makes you credible credible. And you know the other people like Bill O'Reilly that you were talking about. If your guy's doing something that's not right, you're not going to not tell him about it. <laughs> well, that's what I tell that you. What,
0: that's you what feel. I love. That's what I love about the Republican Party. That it really is. I love that like the Tea Party movement happened, even though. The federal government targeted them and and weaponized the government against its own citizens. IRS scandal. That's terrifying. That alone is terrifying. But still, the the, the smart and wise and awesome people in this country rose up. They continued to do the Tea Party, even though they were they were mocked to high heaven, and they fired a bunch of bull artists who wouldn't do the right thing. I love that about the Tea Party. I absolutely love it.
1: Remember Eric Cantor? He was going to succeed John Boehner.
0: Yep. 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 Bye-bye. There's the door, douchey. There's (laughs) the door. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord split you. I love that.
1: (laughs) No, I thought it was great.
0: I I loved it.
1: Absolutely great.
0: All righty. Let's do some Michael Topias. Yes. I got got my swerve on now. I'm out of my sadness. I'm out of sadness and I'm into anger. (laughs) I've made the shift. All right. This is supposed to be a fun-loving, wonderful, warm, and sunny hug of a podcast. But uh, <laughs> we, we we steered into anger today. What do we got? What do you guys
2: have? In michael you have to pay for your own mistakes. Recently, writer and producer Adam Humphreys said that since the ADL has made Pepe the Frog a hate symbol, they should pay to have the tattoo of Pepe he had put on his hand removed. I'm sorry, what? So the ADL, uh, you know, Anti-Defamation League, they decided that Pepe the Frog, who we have talked about, uh, he is now a hate symbol.
0: Okay, okay. Now I'm, now I'm really pissed off. Now I'm, I want to put Pepe the Frog on everything. It is a cartoon frog. I'm not going to let some old dried up snatch of a liar, uh, named Hillary Clinton declare that a cartoon frog is a hate symbol. That's. <laughs> and the the American Defamation League, that, that they're like, what? What? The cartoon frog is a symbol of hate. Oh, I am so Pepe the Frog now. It's
2: unbelievable.
1: Well, you do have Pepe on a on a podcast, and, and
2: and to to be fair, the the argument behind it is that whatever a symbol is is based on how we use it, and because it has become heavily used by white supremacists, according to the ADL, that's what caused the change. That's you know what argument.
0: it is, dude. Seriously, you need I got some people on Twitter that you need to start following. They do some really fun, funny, uh, just scathing attacks on the left and they're hysterical and they're and they're fact-based and they're wonderful and and those are the, the 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 uh pay pay the frog people and i tell you what i think they're so terrified of because you can't really mock it you know like like tea party they could go oh you're a tea bagger you're a tea bagger (laughs) he and giggle into their hands it's hard to make fun of the frog so they're so they're so terrified they have to turn it into a symbol of hate speech i am so pro pay pay the frog right now it's unreal it's unreal
1: well i actually i feel somewhat um sorry for the young man who originated the art it's his thing he's been doing it for years and people took it <laughs> and i just i'm like that's unfortunate
0: <laughs> well it's like the swastika you know it's like yeah. that's an a, that's a hindu symbol for something else and hitler appropriated that for his little movement to make up his own wackadoodle religion but uh right. yeah pay pay the frog yeah yeah that's a hate symbol so are the budweiser frogs. That's why they disappeared. They were assassinated.
1: <laughs> no, they started to glow cuz it's in the water. Yeah. Yeah. But, All right, uh, Stacy, you
0: got a Michael Topia?
1: In Michael Topia, when you are selecting the new Superman, you are not allowed to pluck his eyebrows like a girl.
2: <laughs> oh, come is on. Is this
0: the guy that's on Is this the guy that's on Supergirl?
2: Be, be, be nice to Tyler Hodgson. He no, looks that looks
1: like Ted Cruz.
2: He looks they made him oh, look
1: like Ted Cruz.
2: Maybe he had a giant
0: unibrow.
1: No, he really didn't, but they like I don't you know. You can tell,
0: Stacey. Doesn't I, he look like one of those dudes that's just way too hairy? <laughs> Seriously, I saw a picture of that guy and I'm like, that dude is just fur. I swear to God, Superman gets naked. It looks like somebody kicked around a marshmallow on a barbershop floor.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm not loving the little curl in the middle of his forehead. They just, there's previous pictures of him where he looks like a dude. They just like femmed him up and then put him in corduroy. What is this suit? I don't understand.
0: Maybe that's, is he dressed as Clark Kent, mayhaps?
1: No, no, the blue. It's like all bumpy, and then it looks like it's You telling me. Leather. You're telling
0: me the Superman suit is
1: corduroy. It, it looks like corduroy. It does
2: not look like corduroy. I'm looking at it right now. It it, it
1: looks like corduroy. It looks like rubber. remember
0: when you would remember when you would wear corduroys and your thighs would rub together when you were walking. You'd get that zip, 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 zip. That's how Lex Luthor knows no Superman's coming. <laughs> 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 zip, zip, zip. Well, we gotta it, get out of here.
1: His cape was fabric, the last I knew. And this thing looks like leather.
0: Okay. They might have borrowed one of the old Superman. Yeah, they always change the, the outfit. Yeah. All right. Uh, in Michael Topia, don't claim you're posting nude pictures of yourself if you're not posting nude pictures of yourself. Amen. I'm, I'm talking to you, uh, Katy Perry. Stop it. You're not helping. Do I want to see you naked? Eh. Kinda. I mean, if you're going to throw them up there, I'm going to look. But
2: if you're not really (laughs) naked,
0: don't say you're naked. Wasn't that she was – and then here's the other thing. And if you're going to do like – you can vote naked. That's what I did. Tee-hee-hee-hee-hee. And then you got your goofy little video and your hair's all messed up. Like you you overdid it with the bedhead joke, honey. You overdid it with the bedhead joke. You made it cartoony. And if you're going to be naked, be naked. Don't put the little black bars in front of your titties. You said you were naked. Let me see them.
2: Yeah, this is all based on a funnier or Die video that she did this week. So our listeners can go look that up if they want to see some non-nudity.
0: Or not. Or don't go because she's not <laughs> naked. You'd be better off, like, just Google search, Katy Perry naked. You'll have better luck that with that
1: <laughs> if you want some, like,
0: upskirt shots of her wackadoodleness. I tell you, she's a whole lot of nothing, that Katy Perry. I don't well, see it. a whole I don't lot get of fake
1: eyelashes. Well, I think she's cute and everything.
0: Thing. Yeah. Okay. In Michael Topia, you can drive off of the island of Manhattan without having to pay a toll. I think every bridge now is a toll bridge. Isn't there, like, freedom <laughs> of movement in this country? Like, you cannot get on or off that island without money exchanging hands. That's un-American to me. Am I alone?
1: No, you're not alone. And in Michael Topia in the state of New Jersey, they also have to allow you to turn left.
2: You can't turn left.
1: You can't turn left in New Jersey.
2: I, I think New Jersey has some bigger problems with its <laughs> transit this week than be whether or not people can turn left, Stacy,
0: But I'm up. not taking you public not...
1: transit, so i got to be able to turn left.
0: You can't make a left-hand turn in you New Jersey? You have to
1: do this jug-hand thing. So if you want to turn left, you have to go all the way over to the right-hand lane, go up a jug-handle, make a U-turn, and go back across the intersection.
0: Okay, there's so many great things that are happening there. I have to break <laughs> it down one by one. You have to go up a jug handle?
1: That's what they call him, a jug handle.
0: I think you've been in the Freedom Trailer a little too
1: long. <laughs> what? Is this an exit off the freeway? No, it's like a major—so like, if you were on a major road in L.A. and it has three lanes on each side, it's not a freeway. Yeah. There's stoplights, right? Yeah. And you want to turn left because, oh, I don't know, Target is over there and you need some more socks. Okay. That's fantastic. Oh, I don't know. Target is over there. Okay. Okay. Target is over there. You have to go all the way to the right-hand lane, take what is called a jug handle, which goes off the main road, and then turn left onto a side. You turn. You go around onto a side street. We are
0: done. We are done as a civilization <laughs> if you yes. cannot make a left-hand turn in the state of flipping New Jersey.
1: No, and you can't pump your own gas either.
0: Good Lord in heaven it's where we are a nation of morons (laughs) we are a nation of morons you can't make a left-hand turn in new jersey we buried the lead you did it again stacy you did it again you did it a couple weeks ago with the smart vibe and now you've done it with you can't make a left-hand turn in new jersey
1: i was playing off you i didn't even know if it was coming (laughs)
0: <laughs> it just well I wish I, I wish! I wish! I wish! <laughs> I welcome back to Double Entendre Theater. I was, just playing <laughs> off, I was just playing off of you, and it happened. It just popped in.
2: <laughs> oh God! <sighs> Michael, can I throw in one more?
0: Oh, please. It's the most interesting thing we've done all show. I love it. Once again, Michael Topia is my favorite part of the show.
2: In Michael Topia, we take a moment to wish our Jewish brethren a happy Rosh Hashanah.
0: What happens on Rosh Hashanah?
2: Uh, we pray and thank God that we lived another year. Then we spend 10 days thinking about everything we did wrong the previous year. And then we fast for a day and hope that God writes us into the book of life so we can live another year.
0: I am down with that. Would you hook me up? Absolutely. I got your back. I really appreciate it. I'm being completely
2: sincere. As, as am I. All Is right. There Fantastic. Is at
1: this where you eat big? Maybe oh. have a beverage or two?
2: Oh, no. Yeah. What once you're done with the fast, you 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 break the fast big. It's like there there there's bagels, there's schmear, there's a deli tray. It's wonderful. I
0: get I get so jealous sometimes of my Hebrew friends. <laughs> that like like mm. service there's like – you can just like take a break and go eat.
2: You know what, Michael? You're coming to the next Shabbos dinner. I won't take no for an answer. We're going to sit you down. We're going to put a plate of food in front of you. I mean you're so skinny, all right? You, it looks my, like you hardly eat anything, Michael. What we're going to treat my, you right.
0: My buddy Avi Lieberman, he's got tickets to a great temple, right? And that's like – you get tickets, Like, I love that. I love that, that you have to get tickets. Like, you could call a (laughs) broker and be like, hey, I want to be a little closer to the action. Or I need to be in the back because I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit the spread. Like, he says it's a monster good spread. The service is great. It's like, that's a cool thing. Like, the Catholics could learn a lot from that. (laughs) I would love it if I could just take, if I could duck out of a super long mass and just go have a bagel with some cream (laughs) cheese. Some fresh fruits. Oh yeah, we got that.
1: That's why I went Episcopal. They feed you after every service.
0: (laughs) No, I'm talking about during, Stacy. I'm talking about you can just get up halfway through and just kind of have a have a bite. You can nosh and then you come back.
2: You can absolutely nosh.
0: It's great. Okay, in michael this is this fits right in. We celebrate. The invention of the churro ice cream sandwich.
2: Mm, what? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I,
0: we follow on Flipside Loftus, we follow this thing called food porn. And I was yes. looking at food porn the other day, and somebody made a churro ice cream sandwich. And I about had an orgasm in my pants.
2: So, Michael, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take you one step further. Did you know they now make? churro ice cream bowls where the churro makes up the bowl that you put the ice cream in?
0: Shut the front door oh yeah i love it when cultures (laughs) come together see this is how it's supposed to work this is how america i'm not even kidding i'm not even kidding this is how our country's supposed to work like some mexican dude who's like i got a bunch of churros and some american guys like i got a bunch of vanilla ice cream and like i got an idea and you sell a (laughs) ton of them and everybody loves both cultures
1: well, and I thought you had hit it out of the park last week with that whole funny bone concept. So this is now become this is now becoming the high calorie food of the week that Stacy's gonna have to try after listening to Michael. Maybe. Mm. Food porn had this other one. They had this other one that was an, an
0: Oreo s'more, right? But that sounded like too much.
1: An Oreo s'more. No, yeah, no, you, no. You, I'm you I'm, I'm behind Oreo.
2: this.
0: You think you don't think it's gonna be too much
2: chocolate no no well first off i don't think you can ever have too much chocolate that just might be me but i uh, you know i i feel like you know the cream will mix nicely with the marshmallow which will mix nicely with the milk chocolate it, it, it it's fine
0: okay all right i'll try it i will totally try it because it's if like it's a it's an Oreo and then it's chocolate and then it's a toasted marshmallow then it's chocolate then it's an Oreo that's that's what you're looking at, dude. That's oh, the stack.
1: I get it now. It it inserted instead of the graham cracker.
0: Yes, yes. yeah. Oh, I should have cleared okay. that up right out. Of, it seems like a lot of chocolate.
1: I I thought they were just sticking an Oreo in a regular s'more, and I'm like, I don't get that at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, all have right. You, ooh, have you tried the uh, Golden's uh, Oreos yet?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not that impressed by him. Really? Yeah, it, it's like they're trying too hard. Like, okay, you have a peanut butter Oreo. I can get behind that. But once you start going towards Swedish fish Oreos, you're, you're just, you know, you're in Jurassic Park territory. You need to stop questioning if you can do these things and question whether or not you should. <laughs> no, I
0: want to say this. I want to say this. Next week, uh, people, when you go out to the grocery store, don't get an Oreo. Get uh, Hydrox.
2: Do they even still make Hydrox? Because as a kid, uh, when I was at Hebrew school, they would always give us Hydrox because Oreos weren't kosher. We get it. You're Jewish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I— Here's yes, they still do make Hydrox, and it's one of those companies that I think is just hanging on. And you know what? You know what? Hydrox is the original uh, cookie like that. That is true. Oreo well, I, is the Oreo is the fake. Oreo is the fraud.
1: I'm not Jewish, and I just don't eat Oreos of any kind, including Hydrox. I'm a Nutter Butter girl.
0: No, oh my gosh! It's like you're in my kitchen. <laughs> I, don't I turn recently, around don't turn I,
1: around I, I just
0: did as a matter of fact because I wanted to make sure <laughs> you said nutter butter and I instantly I instinctually like whipped my head around to the left to make sure I still had mine right <laughs> yeah. one of the writer's assistants one of the, the production assistants on the show recently went out and for some reason they got a thing of nutter butters and it's one of those cookies that you forget is out there but then when you have one you're like holy these are great! Like, I'm so happy they're still in business.
1: Well, now you know what ooh. you're having. You get back. Right
0: Could through. you do it with Nutella? Could you just put oh, Nutella yeah. on it?
1: <laughs> See, dude, I spread Nutella on pancakes.
2: Mm.
0: I, 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 ooh, that seems I don't know.
2: Oh no, no, no! That, I don't that, know. That, that, that That's a good thing, Michael. When you're back in LA, do you go to the griddle? No. We're gonna fix that. That that that, okay. that it's it's you get three pancakes. All of them are the size of your face. The Nutella pancake is out of this world. You
0: know what? I I was I was I was gonna shit all over it, but now I think it's gonna be good because I remembered. There was this cafe that I used to go to when I was when I would do stand up in Hartford, Connecticut, and these stoners ran this cafe, and it was like the, one of my favorite like morning spots. After I do morning radio, I, we'd stop by this cafe and have breakfast every morning, and and everybody's just baked, right? There's this cool girl and her boyfriend. They run the place, and it's it, they're all stoners, and they they have to these stoner inventions. They put mini Reese's cups into uh, pancakes and i just thought that's not going to be good at all and then i ate it and i'm like holy shit that's delicious
1: i don't think you can go wrong with the chocolate peanut butter or chocolate or just about any kind of nut combination and here's something interesting to try cuz i have done it you take the nutella yeah you cut up a honey crisp apple and you spread some on it
0: we have come full circle we, have. we started. We came in with the Honeycrisp Apple. We will exit with the Honeycrisp Apple. Hey, America, thanks for listening. Hey, people overseas, thanks for listening. I always forget we have overseas listeners um all over the globe, which is fantastic. So thank you all and uh, continue to download the show and we will do our best. Um, Holy smokes. And then uh, big news coming up for the Loftus Party website. You're going to want to check that out. A lot of cool changes coming to the Loftus Party website. It's super-duper exciting. So, uh, Stacey, uh, what yes. are you going to be doing this week?
1: I am going to be finishing all those super-duper changes to the Loftus Party website.
0: All righty. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Andrew Apple, Are you still doing your podcast?
2: I am still over at SoFreshSoPrince.com. We're going to have a new episode up uh, Well, today, same day that this episode premieres. Uh, might be up a little late because of Rosh Hashanah. Yes, I am Jewish. Uh, but uh, I'm also going to be helping Stacy with uh, all of this website fun.
0: Wow. Okay. So happy Rosh Hashanah, everybody. Uh, and thanks for uh, another great year. And keep doing awesome things in your life and i will try not to be a downer every time life marches on we still have nutter butters we still have nutella we still have honey crisp apples they can't take those away from us i love you i'll see you next week